This episode of the Vacant House Podcast is brought to you by the Busy Marketplace app. Are you a college student looking to sell clothes, books, furniture, or more? List it on the Busy app. With just a few simple clicks, you can list your item to sell to anyone on your college campus, keeping it simple while also keeping you safe and secure. Are you a local business looking to engage with college students? For under $50 a month, get awesome graphics built for you to use and promote it within the app, showcasing your discounts and products. The Busy app will be released on iOS and Android this fall on the Juniata College campus, so get busy spreading the word. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. My name is Kyle Bargo, and this is the Vacant House Podcast. We're back from our week-long hiatus to bring you our 16th episode, which is crazy. We're already this far. And this one is about marriage, unity, and love. So, <laughs> so joining me today, as always, is the mail-order groom, Hayden Snook. What does that mean? What do you mean, what does that mean? What's a mail-order groom? You're, you're a prostitute groom. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I'll suck, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah, right? And the best man himself, the life of every party, Spike Salter. Yo, yo, what is up? <laughs> so we're all still recovering from this past weekend shenanigans. If you didn't know, the reason we weren't able to put out two episodes last week was because we were all gone for our buddy Brock's bachelor party and his wedding. So, like I said, we're all still recovering, trying to ease our way back into life. So we'll start with you, Hayden. How's your liver? The liver is good. Uh, it had a healthy hiatus of a lot of water and uh, a lot of recovery, sleep, which was it's very important to heal the liver. Um, we did a <laughs> we did a lot of drinking. I had a lot of double Crown and Cokes. It was it was a nice weekend. We all had a lot of fun. Spike, I'm actually doing pretty well. I think. I was expecting to be pretty bad, but I think I was doing so much all the time that I never gave it a chance to really affect me much. So even like when we were on the dance floor or whatever, like was I feeling something? Sure. But there was never a time where I kind of like stopped and was like, oh my gosh, I'm really bad. I don't know. You know what I mean? Your your rendition of Don't Stop Believing was very... Oh, dude, I was having a good time. <laughs> I was actually very surprised too that you were standing by the end of the night, Spike, because... I started getting your drinks about halfway through the wedding, and I was asking them for double and triple Crown and Cokes, and to the point where every time I would go up, I would ask for a double or a triple Crown and Coke, and I would ask for a Gingling, and like yeah. the fifth or sixth time I went up there, they were like, hey, we can't actually cut you off, but you don't need this much. <laughs> I was like, trust me, it's not all for me. They were worried. Not, <laughs> they thought you yeah, were like, drinking your life away. Yeah. But then, like, like definitely... at the end of the night, though, like, I was fine. Like, I was helping clean up. Mm -hmm. I was sitting at the table. Like, like, like I said, I did drink a lot, but I was constantly just, like, just going crazy that it never really affected me too much. Yeah, we all probably burned a lot of calories in the dance floor, honestly. Oh, yeah. Dude, I and, like, you, so much. Especially you guys moving around a lot, yeah. But Argo, how you feeling? I'm good. Yeah. Um, bachelor party was a lot of fun. Uh, we went and did paintball, which Spike was really good at. Uh, Hayden was really good at. Us three were probably the three best people playing paintball. I would agree. To be honest, yeah. I would agree. Uh, Mitch, Mitch was absolutely terrible. He was probably the worst. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it, it was a learning experience. It was a learning experience for all of us. Uh, and then we went to Whiskey Cigar Bar and a few other places uh, to grab some drinks like Trogues. So it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was nice and, and mixed up, and Hayden was nice enough to drive us. Yeah, which yeah. Was, which was My great. favorite part of the night, though, was probably taking a trip to the Sheets on the Hannah Street. That Sheets mm-hmm. was really good. That was a really good Sheets. Absolutely. And then toward the end of the night, Hayden wanted to go home. You want to talk about that, Hayden? It's one. Of, it's one of Brock's best. Uh, would you? How do you explain it, Spike? It's one of Brock's best. One of Brock's traits. best and greatest of qualities. <laughs> Brock, uh, it gets to about two or three in the morning. I drove all of you guys around all day, and I was the only one that had to really truly work the next day. I mean, you guys oh. obviously had to log into your work computers and get logged on and do some things. But I was going to be on the road again all day. <laughs> and as I'm about to leave, I say, Brock, I think I'm going to leave, man. And he, he, Brock, in classic form, goes, have another one, pussy. <laughs> oh, it's very it? classic Brock fashion. Shout out yeah. to Brock. Congratulations, buddy. But I was really tired, and I just needed at least two or three hours of sleep before I went on the road again for a whole day. But then it worked out, and everything was fine. So. It all worked out in the end. Exactly. And to be fair, Noah and I got a lot of stuff done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I know Noah had a really productive day. I, I had a fairly productive day. But but to be honest, I would not want to be out. It's a much different world laying in bed in my jammies versus you going out on the road for, what, the fourth day? It was a Friday, fifth day in a row. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah. it literally it probably felt like work to you on thursday except you got to haul around you got to deal with a bunch of little kids too (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly it was it was fun but at the same time driving kind of sucks especially when you got to be the only sober one really yeah which which to be honest though we had so much going on that none of us had a chance to get bad you know what i mean yeah that's true yeah Yeah. no one was really drunk no yeah the the price of things too kind of probably settled us down like, you yeah. weren't going to go to Trogues and get four or five drinks. Yeah. Although, they were bigger than what I thought they'd be. Mine was very small. See, mine was, <laughs> that's what she said. Mine was, <laughs> like, that one of those 21-ouncer things, which most mm-hmm. of us is what we got. And then we got that free, like, four-ouncer because Brock's in the military, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was very nice. Brock got a lot of military discounts. It's good he stuff. Did. It was great. It was great. Yeah. He should yeah, just that, really start flaunting that, that now. That free MTO sub from Sheets at the end of the night was really, really <laughs> important. It was icing on the cake. <laughs> it was. It was truly the icing on the, you know. On Yeah, on that, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so I did want to ask you guys this question. <laughs> so being on the outside, kind of looking in on the ceremony, how do you think everything went? Um, was there anything that shocked you? Was there anything that was like, just really cool to see because like we said this was our first time really seeing like a close friend get married so like i wanted just i wanted to know you guys just full experience kind of looking in um because i know from my perspective i was more worried about other things to really like pay attention to the little details happening mm-hmm. yeah well to start off like uh spike's speech was terrible and <laughs> It, it really ruined the night for everybody. It did. People cried. cried. People cried because it was so bad. Bro, let me tell you guys something. If you have never heard Spike give any type of public speech, he does very well. And even under pressure, like being the best man, 
uh, you did a really good job of really expressing Brock's qualities and what their relationship means and your friendship to him as well. So that was really good. I'm really proud of you for that. Thank you. It was a it was a good balance of very funny, making fun of Brock's best qualities, and also being very lovey dovey and and really hitting the heartstrings. I heard yeah. I heard a lot of a lot of laughs and a lot of awls, which are, which is a good mix for a a best man what or a best man speech. Yeah, no, it's that's what I was trying to go for. I think I was more worried about the laughter because I th- I th- I was pretty confident in the like the sweet part of it. Because mm-hmm. I read that over a couple of times, I, I was like, "There's no way people aren't going to find this nice." Like even if <laughs> you they, read that over a few times, you started crying. <laughs> yeah, I just started bawling my eyes out and had like tissues <laughs> beside me. But no, the the funny part is actually a funny story about that. <clears throat> so I had probably written this about two or three weeks ago. And a couple of times Brock has told me um, it, it better be funny. And it really added some pressure on me, especially <laughs> when the night before he goes, Spike, I'm serious. It better be funny. And I, I'm starting to freak out. So the next morning, Mitch and I met in my room around 730 in the morning. And for about an hour, we worked on that. And I completely hmm. changed a bunch of it. I didn't realize a lot of it, like you had that little piece where like whenever you told it to us to, like you weren't entirely finished with it, but I didn't notice too much different. So the best and greatest qualities was different. Um, I, I had the idea of doing that. I just didn't have like mm. the examples of what they were. Mm. Um, the ending, the ending I never changed. That was the only thing that I never changed. Not even a word. Um, but the, the middle stuff, in fact, I actually skipped like a half a page to a page of it because I was so freaked out that I couldn't even find my place. Well, and the maid of honors speech was not very long. I felt bad. I did too. I felt bad. But I can't believe Mitch made you go. I feel like it would have been better if she went after you, to be honest. I don't know. Uh, I would think proceedings better because then people would. Because imagine if Spike did that and then she gave hers. And That's true. Right. Everyone would be like, oh, okay. Yeah, so, you're right. Yeah. So I told you guys this too. She came up to me about a minute before we were all introduced um, and we had to give our speeches. And she comes, up, she comes up to me and she says, this better not be – your speech better not be better than mine. And I'm like, what does that even mean? <laughs> I'm like, I, I, I don't know what your speech is. Is it like five pages or is it two words? In your head whenever she said that though, you had to have been saying like, oh, I've got you killed. Yeah, no, I was thinking that because I was like, okay, that means you really have nothing. I got this. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, I was like, let's go. I beat you. I beat you. Spike stand. Oh, man, if you would have just been like, like looked at her and then power bombed her through the table. It's like, come on. Let's go. <laughs> that would have made for a really nice start to the wedding. <laughs> to the well, reception. We, did, we did our handshake when we walked in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was good. actually really good. Yeah, that was. Uh, she was not a fan of that, but I wanted to do it. So, did you see the? Uh, I sent that video. I put that video in Drive too. Did you yeah, see that? I watched that. Yeah, I was really upset because Snapchat cut it off right before Brock, and I was like, oh. "That's that's kind of one of the important yeah, <laughs> pieces yeah. of this." Yeah, he's only the the, the groom. I mean, the groom, yeah, yeah no big cool. deal. Uh, but uh, so- going along with what we were saying, Abari, did you? How did you guys like it though? Like all together, just like was it weird? No, I thought it was good. Um, I think in terms of like the only difference really that I thought that Brittany and Brock's families were both like similar size. Yeah. Um, I thought the ba- it was balanced really well. The only difference that I noticed that I would change for ours is like 
both sides are pretty much split between the bride and the groom. And Brittany's family is like really small, mm-hmm. so we're gonna have to like mess with that dynamic. But but overall, like it was a really good like glimpse of what a lot of great things that I want to be in my wedding. Like there was a lot of awesome stuff that happened, and I like I said to you guys before, I've been to a, two or three weddings, but probably even more than that, more than I can remember. But I've only been to one since I was like seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, and it was a cousin that I'm not overly close to. Uh, so it what definitely was different, like being heavily and like being really close to someone that got married and seeing like their experience and and watching them. I wish Brock would have danced a little more to start, but. Yeah, it's not really. Uh, it's not really Brock's thing. It was kind. Of, yeah, it was. It was a little bit weird because it was like we were all up there. I mean, let's be honest. Like our friend group was the life of the party. If we wouldn't oh, have been 100%. up there, if we wouldn't have been up there, I don't think a ton of like I think like Hayden, like I think your mom and some of your family still would have been up there. But I think kind of like the other people who kind of mingled in every once in a while wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's that mob mentality. No, it really is. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really is. But over overall, no, there was a. There wasn't really a ton I was worried about, but that was like the smoothest thing I've probably ever been a part of mm-hmm. um, in terms of no drama, no like, you know, family bickering. It was just a fun time. I, I mm-hmm. think like it's like an underlying rule, though, and an unsaid rule that at someone's wedding, you just keep your yeah. mouth shut of like yeah. any drama or issues. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, whenever certain things happened in uh, like different parts of the night i kind of like strayed away from it or pulled people out Mm -hmm. of situations (laughs) well it's 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 different because like first of all they're already married yeah which i roasted them on um (laughs) second of all there's alcohol involved which almost every wedding does but third of all the wife was pregnant so it's like i know sometimes she was pretty moody and so she wasn't i felt bad because she wasn't really able to partake in the dancing and stuff like that but like I I know before the wedding even started like during this uh, reception or whatever like that or the rehearsal her and her mom were just like kind of bickering back and forth so I'm glad everything beforehand everything like everybody got it out of the way mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like it's like an adrenaline rush though for the bride so yeah. I can see where she would be especially being pregnant where she would be so amped up and like excited that it, it comes out maybe as like lashing out towards her mother and it might have been more it might have been more loving than what you think you know yeah it's just an enormous amount of pressure being the. oh yeah oh my gosh yeah i i we tried to do whatever we could but at the same time we we definitely knew when we weren't wanted and we just didn't have any problem leaving and think about it this way like more often than not the bride is the person that puts the most effort into planning oh yeah so if it doesn't go entirely how you picture it for months and months and months, how it's going to go. Even if it's the slightest of details, you notice that. So like they're trying to, the brides, I feel like are always trying to facilitate and make sure everything goes smoothly when they should just really sit back and enjoy it because it's their, it's their night. Right. Oh yeah. So I I think, I I think it was really good. I was really happy with everything. I really wished that Snook would have caught the garter. Oh yeah. yeah right. <laughs> put it on my sister. <laughs> what is wrong with you? But what's really interesting about that is our, my little cousin caught it. Yeah. And Daphne was the one that caught the bouquet. Yeah. So 
as the DJ's going out onto the floor to make my little cousin come up and put the garner on my sister, the garner makes eye contact with me, and I look at him and I go, arm, on the arm. On the arm. <laughs> I was like, do not make my little cousin put it up my sister's leg. She she came up to me and she was like, Spike, you have to be the one that catches it. And obviously, if you say that I have to be the one that catches it, what am I going to try to do? Absolutely make the weirdest, catch make the weirdest person catch it and not me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And well, it's not that my little cousin's weird. It's just no, the right one no, person yeah. that will not get married for a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> What were you saying? Was it Noah that said uh, teeth only? Yeah. So like, oh, I was waiting. I was waiting for like it to land straight on Mitch's head or something. <laughs> I would have lost my mind. I would have. That's hilarious. Mitch but. wouldn't dance. Oh, uh, he tried. He, he. I just don't think he's good at it. I don't know. Like he just no. he would not. I wanted him to dance, and then whenever we slow dance, he was not liking it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I really uh who was the guy that did it with Jason? I have no idea. Do you remember his name? No. That was really funny. That was funny. That. And then they, and then Holly was that Brittany's uh, mom? Yeah, Brittany's mom wanted yeah. me and Mitch. I was like, Mitch, like everyone's looking at us. It, we have to make this a good time. Let's go out. And he's like, No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Margo and I were there to kind of push him out with you. Yeah. You were pulling yeah. on him, and then I was Margo like, Come on, man, let's dance. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was funny. I mean, you guys, you guys did a good job. It was only like what 20, 30 seconds. Yeah, he, but... well, about 20, 30 <laughs> seconds of him just saying, "Get off me." <laughs> sorry what's what's different though the rest of like, you guys's relationship <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> that's so you guys what who's he seeing behind your back spike uh, yeah i don't know if i want to answer that <laughs> or know the answer to that <laughs> what was you guys's favorite part of the night Cause mine other than the actual marriage part i mean yeah, sure that's okay but mine was absolutely the first five seconds of mr Brightside playing yeah that was fun because the dj legitimately told you i don't think anyone's gonna be hyped about it and then literally everyone was hyped about it and then he he he, uh he came back over to me about like three songs later and gave me a fist pump and said sorry (laughs) (laughs) it's okay okay so like just just since we're talking about the dj uh dj rating one out of five one out of five? Uh, one out of ten. Give, I'd go one out of ten. To give you a little. Out of ten, I'd give him a seven. If really? we're going decimals, maybe like a six point five. I'm, gi- I mean, I'm giving him a solid five. Yeah, I mean, I I thought he did. He didn't do anything. He did everything he was supposed to do. I just don't think he did it entirely effectively. You know, yeah. I just can't like, believe DJs don't have access to every single song that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, they or don't the have, hell like, Old Town Road. They don't have Old Town yeah. Road. Yeah. How, does, how do you not have Old Town Road right now? I bet you he went home and downloaded it though, because everyone was like, "How do you not have Old Town Road?" Yeah, yeah. So I wonder if, so I wonder if, first off, if he had internet or everything has to be local, because that'd be a big restriction. Because even yeah. if he had Spotify, like he can download locally, he can download all the stuff to prepare him. But mm-hmm. if he has no internet, then you're kind of SOL, you know? Yeah, I think but he should have had Old Town Road. I think I'm giving him a solid five. And I think if he, I think what a DJ makes a DJ good is you have that important mix of the classic wedding music that people dance to and do the dances to, you know, like the electric slide, like, Mm -hmm. like all those kinds of dances. And then you have to have that mix of, okay, here, the young, here, the younger generation is, and even the older generations know the new song. So we have to have this mixture of current songs. And the one current song he had was money by Cardi B. And everyone was like, how do you have this, but not old time road or or old town road? Mm -hmm. I'll I'll give him a six. Um, 
and I, I don't really know. I can't really think of anything good to say. Crap. Um, <laughs> I'll say that he just, the problem with me was he didn't know like his audience. So when, first of all, when I said Mr. Brightside and he said, are you, are you sure people will like that? I literally said, look out at the crowd. It's all college kids. Like that's like the number one bar song. Mm-hmm. And then I came back later up and I said, play Don't Stop Believing and Sweet Caroline back to back. Doesn't matter which order. And he goes, are you sure? Don't Stop Believing is a little bit slower. I said, first of all, you're in central Pennsylvania, Penn State. Second, like with Sweet Caroline. Second of all, mm-hmm. look at your look at your audience. You have college kids and older people. There's only a few songs that everybody is going to know. Those are two of them. And of course, and, those were the yeah. two of like everybody was going crazy. Yeah, so I completely agree with you. I think that the good quality in him, which I think is a good quality in all DJs, is that he was very flexible yeah. to where he was taking suggestions. He had pretty much everything uh, that we asked or suggested for him. I know at the very beginning, I don't know what the song was, but you and Mitch requested it for Brock, and he forgot about it. Yeah. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. And then I went up and I reminded him of it. What song was that? Do you it remember? Was, uh, wasn't it Can't Always Get What You Want, Rolling Stones? Yes. Yeah, because yep. he wasn't coming out to dance yet, and we wanted him. To, we wanted a song to kind of get him pumped up. And that would have been the song. Uh, yeah. But it was probably like five or six songs later that I uh, finally had him go play it. Uh, but yeah, I, I think halfway through the night, you just have to have those three or four songs at the beginning that get people up and dancing, yep. get people motivated. Everyone knows them. And I'm not saying like song one, electric slide, song two, don't stop believing. Yeah. Because you almost you have to like space out, feel it out the rest of the night, right? But once you hit like that five or six, you're just gonna get all requests, and you just have to believe in the people that are giving you the stuff. Yeah. And he did. He did that. So what, I mean, what is you guys' thoughts um, of like slow dance songs during that time? I I think it's important. I yeah. do. Yeah. I I, I think I think you got to keep that loving vibe going but you got to time it right yeah i think after like four or five like really hype songs to give people a break give all the people that don't have someone to dance with let them get off the floor let the partners come up on the floor and dance you know what i mean yeah so Mm -hmm. i'm okay with the slow dance songs obviously but i think if you're gonna do that your next song better be really good because the goal was to keep everybody up there as long as possible having a good time if you have a slow dance song and then the next song is just kind of like a song everyone is either eh about or doesn't even know, that's when people start to go back and sit down. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, you I also never... have to feel it out too. I get exactly what you're saying. You also have to feel it out too, though. If there's not a lot of couples, yeah, don't play as many of those yep. and continue because, like you said, every time you play that slow dance song, if you're you're essentially clearing the floor of everyone that's just there to like have have a really good time and like headbang and and dance stupidly and stuff like that you're clearing the floor of all those people and then you're resetting the mood so everything you build up on yep is back to zero exactly because um, you yeah, you worked your way up no I, yeah i know speaking for myself when when slow dance songs came on that was my time to go get a drink mm-hmm. or, so, or or go talk to somebody quick who i hadn't talked to all night which is fine because mm-hmm. i knew i was going to go back up but for everybody else who doesn't want to slow dance or doesn't have anybody to slow dance with they're just going to go back and sit down Especially right. if the next song isn't like a hype one. So I think his selection of slow dance songs is really good, though. Oh, that was yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his selection mm-hmm. of slow dance songs was was good. I gotta mm-hmm. commend uh, the end of the night there when we circled up and that played that one last song. That was so, so awesome. Not, I don't know who did Brock was... request that song for her. 
I, I don't know. He just said it's sure, time but... to close up, and I thought it was going to be like a really slow. I mean, it is, but all of a sudden closing time co- comes on, and it was awesome. That was like mm-hmm. that's the perfect song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's like if, if anyone would see that video, they'd be like, I want this to close my wedding out. Like that was – it was really, really, really good, and it felt so fitting, and everyone went up and hugged him afterwards. Like, it, was it was so cute. Yeah. If someone recorded that, that would go viral 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, yeah. It was a really cute moment. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. So, so just out of curiosity, would you guys give any tips to any wedding goers that may not have been to a wedding before? And uh, how how does someone enjoy a wedding if you're not necessarily part of the family, but and you're more of on the friend side, and you you're going as a you know just somebody within the wedding that is there mm-hmm. to see it and have fun with people. What would be your tip to someone going? So my initial thing that I think is really important to just a general wedding goer is just be loose and just throw yourself in the mix, like meet family. You don't have to be like best friends and be weird about it. But if you're, if you get to the wedding, like 10 minutes early and everyone's just sitting talking and you're the only person at that wedding, like obviously we didn't run into this, but if you know this person from work or from, school and you're not with any other friends just go mix yourself in there because you're not going to have a good time if you're just by yourself yeah you know like you have to like if you don't know and like obviously for me i knew like everyone at our table like that was essentially like all of all of brock's friends were at our table and then i knew like obviously hayden and brock are related so i knew a lot of the family i knew brock's side of the family but even by the end of the night i feel like uh britney's dad was was really like opening up to all of us yeah just like you know what i mean it, it was just really nice to see it's not like this disconnect between everyone like oh how do you know him how do you know him like we're all just there we're all there supporting brock and supporting Brittany. i i am really against people leaving early i i, I just have a really bad issue with like if you're invited to a wedding and you go to the reception and you're there why not like you said throw yourself into the mix and leaving early, I feel like it's just su- such a rude act, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, d- I don't know how to word it better. It's it's kind of a bad look on yourself if you go to this wedding and then just leave afterwards. Because people know because after about five to ten minutes, they're like, oh, where's, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Oh, they must have yeah. gone. Or he or she's with Mitch in the bathroom. Which which <laughs> happened at least six or seven times, but hey. Yeah. Oh. Now, when I saw that specific thing go down, like, it's almost like a, you got to think about all the expenses. Like, the best part, like, obviously, you go to the wedding, you watch the wedding, you watch the ceremony, you watch them get married, you eat. But the reception is, like, that's when you actually celebrate, Yeah. right? So I feel like that's the time that, yeah, if you have a bunch of kids at home or if, if it's like two of your older relatives and they want to go home because it's past their bedtime, like I completely understand that. But if you're young and you have no like real reason to leave, it's definitely really rude to leave. And that's that's why the the ceremony itself is only ten to fifteen minutes, and the reception is like three hours long. Mm-hmm. That's why it's that long, so that you have that long to have fun, you have that long to have a couple of drinks, you have that long to meet people. Not go to the ceremony, eat for five minutes, and just sneak out the back door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It was very awkward. Yeah, there, there was, I, I'm not, I don't know any specific examples, but it, it just looked like 
I, you would see people kind of sneaking out or hug. They would hug the bride and the groom and then sneak their way out. And it yeah. was, it was, <laughs> I, I just thought, where are they going? Why? Like people should be out here dancing on the floor, like having fun and mm-hmm. enjoying themselves. And I just thought that was a bad look on them. Yeah. So I'll give, I'll give three tips. I'll give three best man tips from what I learned. Number one, don't worry too much about the speech. Usually it's fine. I freaked out way too much about that sucker. And people, you don't, it doesn't even have to be roasting if you don't want it to be. Like, I think people would have just been fine if I said, I'm Spike Saltzer. I'm the best man. Here's what I think of these two. Oh, that's very, very cute. See you later. Like, it doesn't have to be a roast. But if the groom tells you that before that it has to be, that it has to be, I guess. <laughs> um, number two, stay with the groomsmen party, especially the groom to be as much as possible. And, and don't mention the actual ceremony. Um, I don't think Brock was too nervous because technically they were already married, but like, we're all already nervous enough. Why would we talk about that? Mm -hmm. Spend time with him as much as you can, unless he says he wants to be alone. But for the most part, he can't see, he can't see the bride for the, the 24 hours. So he's going to be by himself. So that's your time. In fact, that was my one of my favorite times was all of us like hiding from the women and the photographers, chilling out in Brock's room, just having some Crown and Cokes. Mm-hmm. So stay with the stay with the groom as much as possible. Don't talk about the wedding. And number um, number three is talk to people, meet everybody, and tell them thank you for coming. Um, I wasn't really doing that at first, but then after a few drinks and at the end of the night, I went up to pretty much everybody I know and a couple people who have only seen probably once or twice, hugged all the all the the ladies and shook all the guys' hands and thanked them for coming out. And I could tell a lot of people appreciated that. And it's 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 mm-hmm. your job to be to be that guy. It's your job to thank you everybody for coming out. It's your job to make sure people are having a good time. It's not the it's not the groom and the bride's job to do that. Right. So that, that those are my tips. I think that's that's a really good short list. Mm-hmm. So in terms of you guys' weddings, I know Hayden might be coming around here the corner here soon. Spike, take your time. You'll get there. Don't <sighs> Thanks, rush guys. anything. Thanks, guys. I got Pre- you. Appreciate it. But have you guys started thinking at all of what you want your wedding to be like and kind of describe like the setting, like the venue, like how much of – because everyone's different. So how much of Brock's wedding – would you want in your own wedding for you thinking more like destination wedding or just like staying close to home? What do you think? Hayden, you probably had more time to think about it. So we'll start with you. Uh, I, I think it'll probably be close to home. Uh, probably not in Mifflin County somewhere a little, probably more in towards Philly just because it's mm-hmm. easier for if I'm marrying Allie, you know, it would be more towards that area, some somewhere in the middle there. Uh, yeah. That. What else did you ask there? I'm sorry. I just just in general, like what you would want, like how do you envision your wedding? Okay, so I envision my wedding being fairly big. I I assume Allie has a huge family, regardless of how quiet she is. She seems like she'd be a small family kind of person, but she That's has a pretty big family. Uh, I have a pretty big family. So I'm assuming the wedding is going to be pretty big. Uh, maybe, I don't know, 70 to 80 people. I, I don't know, including friends and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
probably Allie really wants it outside. If we have, if we have a wedding out, if, if we get married, she wants a wedding outside. And my nan <laughs> this past weekend, while we were at the wedding, she was, my nan was really hot. And she said, why would you have it out in the, the heat? <laughs> and my Allie goes, I want to have my wedding outside. <laughs> nan basically crushed my, my girlfriend's dreams. Ouch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, nan. <laughs> and, <laughs> but it's okay. I'll tell Allie that it doesn't matter what nan thinks, <laughs> but yeah, probably outside. I, I'm hoping that I, for some reason I picture myself in like a barn, like for the reception, like a big barn, Yeah, but not like a typical barn, like a barn that's actually built for that occasion. So like an actual reception area room kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's probably going to be very traditional. I do have one. The only request I have is that I have my childhood pastor as the, the preacher. That was my only request mm-hmm. to Allie. <laughs> so it, other than that, pretty traditional stuff, honestly, nothing too, too spectacular. Maybe Allie has this idea of having this giant dessert table because she really loves dessert. And I'm like, I'm like, man, that'll be I mean, expensive. Yeah, if I'm invited to the wedding, I don't know if I am or not. <laughs> yeah, you two are definitely not invited. I figured. It. You got to think the more people means the more food, which means the more money. Uh, <laughs> so I found out pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. What about you, Spike? Um, so step one, uh, actually get a wife or a girlfriend. Okay, well, let's. Yeah, I was gonna say let's start step yeah. one. Let's yeah. find someone that you like hanging out with. Find somebody who I'm not <laughs> thinking about. And I have no like oh she she has no upper lip or something like something stupid oh, like that. Oh yeah. I'm I'm curious. Why why are you so picky? But see, that's that's the thing. <laughs> like, that's not my fault. Like I can't help what I find attractive and what I don't find attractive. Okay, like I can't just say, I can't just look yeah. at someone and say, you know what? I'm going to find that attractive today. And then all okay. of a sudden magically it becomes attractive. That's interesting. Like Bargo and I will recommend women to you and we'll both think that she's cute or and and dateable and you'll look at her and go nah, <laughs> nah her <laughs> hips are but too I'll wide have re- i'll have a reason too yeah you That's do have true. a reason you will have a reason yeah and we're both just shocked what do you say like nah but we get it like i get i get it whenever you like if you don't like certain aspects or the way someone looks i completely get it, and it gotta, gotta be attractive and, and i get first. Yeah, and I get that it sounds horrible. Like I, I love when girls are like, "Oh my gosh, you're such you're such a douche. You don't like this, this, and this." It's like, who doesn't who doesn't like like to find the person that they like physically attractive? Like that's just inherently wrong. You know what I mean? Mm. I, I hate when yeah, people you, say you like, can't you're, settle." Yeah, like I'm sorry, but j- like you're not gonna be married. Like a, a a girl isn't gonna be marrying a guy who's at like a, a one on a one to ten scale of hotness, but has a great personality. That just doesn't happen. Like you have unless to unless he's loaded. Unless he's loaded, you have to be at least <laughs> somewhat physically attracted to him. Mm-hmm. And anybody who says any differently is, is lying and trying to be better than what they really are. But, I completely agree. Yeah, but as far <laughs> as my wedding, um, I. As of right now, I think I want to have the reception in Brookmere just because it's in Belleville. Hmm. Um, ho- hopefully, it's right after like a fresh fertilizer kind of thing. So like all, nice. the, cow, all the cow poop yeah. just kind of like rises up and we can all party around it. Um, <laughs> honestly, I haven't like I-, I think about it, but I don't really like have an idea of what I want because I, 
I'm single. So I, you know what I mean? Like it's more of like a, a picture based on a, a realistic picture. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm, I mean, obviously I want all my friends there. I want the same kind of thing where we're all hanging out beforehand, just having some cigars and some whiskey or whatever like that. Not really giving a crap. And then afterwards we're doing the same thing. Um, that, that's really all it is for me is that as of right now, all I can really hope for is that all my friends and family are there. There's nothing bad that happens. It's a nice, like a, a, a nice sunset is occurring, stuff like that. I don't know. It, it's tough for me to answer because I, it's not really realistic for me right now. What about the pouring of the sands? We're not doing that. You're not doing that? We're not doing that. <laughs> did, it was did, hilarious. Did they not mix? No, they definitely mixed. But I was about to say from our angle, like they were both pouring. So they both had their own like little vials and they were pouring it into like a bigger like area for those people that weren't there uh and from our angle it they were both pouring at the same time but all you saw was britney's sand and whenever i walked back whenever we were leaving um or whenever we were leaving to go up to the reception from the other angle like they were like very well mixed (laughs) but from that one angle you just saw like all of britney's sand brock um they were (laughs) trying to go the same speed and at the very end Brock was so focused on trying to go the same speed that she she had been done for like the last two seconds, and he had so much left. That he, just <laughs> he was had to pull still, it off. yeah. I mean, trust me. By no means was it like fifty fifty perfectly no. mixed, but from our angle, it looked a hell of a lot worse than it was. I think it all stemmed from me failing to untie the knot. <laughs> so is that what happened? I never asked you about that. So you were down, crouched over to the uh, the ring bearer. So here's what happened. <laughs> for like 40 seconds. So first of all, for anybody listening out there who knows me, this isn't shocking. But for anybody who doesn't know me, by now you should know this isn't shocking. But I I just, I don't I don't even know how to describe me. Guys, do you know how to describe me? Just Anything um, that can go wrong will go wrong. Will go, I have the worst luck ever. So about 10 minutes before the ceremony, the bride's mother comes up to me and she like gives me this pillow and said, this is the pillow that you're going to be that the rings will be on. The ring bear is going to walk up. All you have to do is pull on this one little string. It'll all come loose. And and she says, both rings will come undone. So we're, we're in the wedding. I'm kind of freaking out a little bit. I think the emotions were high because like there's a mix of I'm nervous. I'm really happy for my best friend. And like a little part of me was probably like, I wonder if this is going to be me someday. So uh, my emotions are already high up. All of a sudden my cue comes in and I know that I'm, unspo- I'm supposed to untie this. So I go up, I crouch down and there's more than one string. <laughs> and automatically I'm like, what happened to the one string? Now there's three. <laughs> so, so I untie the one string that she tells me to untie it and it ends up getting tighter. And then one of the groomsmen just like makes things worse. He whispers in my ear, dude, you're really shaking. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Why would you say that? So then I look at the preacher and I go, is this supposed to be tightening? And I spend like another five to 10 seconds trying to like unravel this. Finally, I get all three unraveled. And then all of a sudden there's, there's three rings in there and I almost dropped one of them, but luckily we got past it in about 20 seconds. There was was the third ring for I have no idea. So did you give them three? And then they just uh, I, ga- I gave them three and just got out of there. <laughs> maybe maybe one was her engagement ring. It might have been. Didn't you or guys, one was for the pastor. Didn't you guys? Yeah. Didn't you guys <laughs> make a bet that I wouldn't be able to keep a straight face? Yeah. So yeah. right at the beginning of the wedding, 
uh, I think it was Brittany. Or no, it was Hayden, because you were right on my left. And I was like, what are the chances that Spike keeps a straight th- face through this entire thing? And you were like, absolutely none. I did well. <laughs> and, and sure enough, you did do well, but you you, you walk out uh, and, and face all of us. And you just have, like, the funniest, like, dumbest look on your face. And then you went stone-faced. But it was like, as you were walking out, I'm like, there's Spike. Wait, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was walking down the aisle. Yeah, as did you were really? walking down the aisle. You had that, yeah. you had that face of... I'm gonna not look at these guys. I'm not gonna look at our, my friends. Because yeah. if I look yeah, at them, gonna laugh, I'm gonna start laughing. Laugh. Well exactly. then, well then, uh, after after that whole untying the knot uh, fiasco, I made some sort of other face too. I can't remember what it was, but I made a face. Yeah, you made like almost like a like a grimace, like a like a ooh, almost ha- like that could have gone a lot worse, <laughs> but it went bad kind of deal. <laughs> I did, Hayden. I did the uh, the move to you though. You did. And I motioned back that you looked messed up. Fargo, in case you didn't know, we decided prior to the wedding that he was going to look at me. I was going to sit on the inside. And then if he he was going to salute. And then if I saluted with my left hand, it meant he looked destroyed by alcohol. And if, if I saluted with my right, it, look, it made him look normal. And I saluted with my left. And he looked completely fine. So I probably made him more nervous. Than I was I was freaking out. Like that my face hilarious. was so red, it was just it was bad, but a great day nonetheless. Yeah, I was gonna say at the in the end of the, at the end of the day, it's not like that made or broke the wedding. Oh you know? no, I, and it took pressure less pressure off because they were already married. So yeah, that's true. But Bargo, what do you look for in your wedding? So we already started planning this, yes. and first off, guys, just some words of advice: compromise is your friend. Um, you're not going to get your way, nor should you want to get your way. Amen. And as gentlemen, we realize that most of the time we're not going to get our way. So just don't even fight for it. So that's not a <laughs> knock at all. It's not a knock at all. Brittany's been, we've compromised a lot. We both have kind of different ideas of how we want this whole thing to go down, but you guys know me really well. I could be very cheap and stingy and what here <laughs> and here. No, what? No. <laughs> and hearing like the prices like our estimate of our budget i was like holy why is this so expensive and i'm sitting here like why is the dj x amount of money and now we started booking things and we're already over budget and i'm like so i'm trying to save money here and there and to me for me it's not the fact that britney's like trying to be bougie or or trying to be trying to make it more expensive than it should be. That's just realistically how much a wedding costs. Now I will say my brother's sister or not my brother, my, my stepdad's sister, um, her brother, which is why I said brother got married on the fourth as well. And she had a wedding where they went to like, it wasn't like a public park, but they paid, it was like a kind of like going to like a picnic area where you pay like a hundred dollars or $200. They had everyone bring their own food. She bought her dress. He bought the rings. And then everyone else was just dressed casual, like jeans and maybe a polo, have you. And they probably did their wedding for less than two grand, which is amazing. Yeah. If it were, I don't know if I'd necessarily want to do that, but it kind of, I told it to Brittany and it's kind of some good perspective because you look at this feeling of everything has to go perfect, but, and like you have to spend all this money and you have to look so great. And everyone is, is wearing these nice spiffy, like you guys' shoes were shinier than I've ever seen shoes in my life. 
Like those things were gleaming. Who? Like, uh, uh, ours. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. They were like, they were like awesome. Well, we but... were shocked because we had to walk <laughs> through the mud to get our photos taken. But whatever. Oh. Oh, geez, I didn't know that. Yeah. I guess there wasn't really a good path out that direction. No, but, there wasn't. But I was telling that to Brittany, and it's one of those things like it's good perspective to have because you, you think about like all the different things that that you want your wedding to to be and what you want to remember. And at the end of the day, it's it's about like love and about finding who you want to live the rest of your life with and and doing the best that you can. So it's cool to see that kind of scenario. It's not so cool to go from that scenario to back to to our scenario and being like, holy shit, this is a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just just in general, uh, and a wedding kind of similar to what you guys both said, like a, a bigger barn type area. We already rented Brookmere, or we already have our deposit Let's in Brookmere. That Belleville Pride. Belleville. Um, it's gonna be in October of next year, which is exciting. So it's it's coming around the corner. I still we still have some time to to really like pace ourselves and not rush into anything, but we're starting to put deposits down for our DJ picking our food, um, starting to get like a, a tentative guest list. So we're, we're stepping in the right direction. I'm sure anyone that's planned a wedding would agree that we could step and prep as much as we can, but it's always going to be a sprint toward the end. Yeah. Our Hayden and I uh, invited. That's all we really care about. Of course you two are invited. Aww. You're so I can't nice. come. I, I already have plans. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when sick. is the date? Uh, it's sick. like December 21st, right? I'm just kidding. <laughs> it is 10, 10, 20, which was completely, everyone's going to be like, oh, got to be special. Put Add this. those up and it's 20. Hey. Yeah. Like literally that week is Juniata. So my brother plays football for Juniata, right? I also played and he's going to be a senior in 2020. And that is the Saturday of their bye week. So that is That's literally perfect. the only date. That's perfect. Yeah, right. That is literally the only date. Brittany wanted to get married in the fall. That's the only date that wouldn't be complete hell for everyone. And obviously, uh, the people that I invite that are still playing, or or Nate and all those guys, like they're gonna have that next week of practice is gonna suck. <laughs> but at least it's not like they don't have to miss a game, or we don't have to do it in like December somewhere. So that that's nice that it kind of worked out like that. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, we're we're both excited. I mean, I'm sure you guys are excited too. It's gonna be another mm. another banger. I'm hey. excited. I want to I want to know what Nate's planning out for your bachelor party. That's yeah, okay. well, I was I was joking with Brittany that Nate's speech, it's like, so Nate's gonna be my best man. Uh, that, that's pretty obvious at this point. Breaking but news. He is, he is he doesn't know yet, so don't say anything. I know he doesn't listen. He doesn't have any sort of attention span, so he won't listen to this anyway. Uh, but. I, after Spike did his speech and I was saying how great it was and I was talking to Brittany afterwards, I was like, Nate's literally going to stand up and he's going to be like, yeah, so you guys know, like Kyle's my brother. He's a pretty cool dude. Uh, sometimes he's a dick. Um, but yeah, he's getting married and let's all have a good time. And I know he's just not going to prepare anything. The bachelor party is going to be the biggest jumbled mess ever. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't expect anything because him and I are polar opposites where everything has to have structure. Everything has to be pre-planned. And I almost have to have my hands in everything. And you can't do any of that for the bachelor party. You're not necessarily, you're not really supposed to know if you're going, going on a on? trip. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like Brock didn't know until I told him. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> we were going to paintball. <laughs> <laughs> so we kind of kept, it was all a big surprise for, for Brock until we, after we were done with breakfast, uh, I might've mentioned to Hayden that I would drive if he needed me to, after we got done with paintball. 
Uh, little did I know that <laughs> Brock was still sitting right beside me in the car. I just remember coming back, and, and I think it was Mitch. <laughs> it was it was Mitch because yeah. I was like, don't. I was I literally told Brock. I was like, Brock, don't say anything. We'll all just pretend. We're all gonna sit in here. We're gonna pretend that I didn't tell you, and you're not gonna tell Spike because Spike's gonna get mad. And Mitch literally went, "I'm telling him." Yeah, <laughs> like, hey, Spike, you're gonna be mad. I was like, I was like, why? And he's like, "Well, somebody might have told him that we're going to paintball." And I remember, I remember, I was just like, "I need a couple seconds here." <laughs> yeah, you stepped seconds. out of the car. Yeah. Well, oh, and then man. Jason, at the very end, Jason was like, oh, yeah, we're going back to the camp, right? I was like, <laughs> something. stop telling him. <laughs> hey, well, what was it? Two of the five? Two of the five, we, yeah. It was, it was so so three out of five, we, we made it without? Not too he bad, yeah. He wasn't, he was definitely not expecting the sheets on Hannah. No, he was not. But that's probably where he enjoyed, that's probably the best sub he's ever had. <laughs> that was a really good meatball sub he had. Mm-hmm. Some good stuff. <laughs> Some premium toppings and lots of know, toppings. The, <laughs> the, the way they the way they wrapped the sub was really good as well. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, oh, I don't know if you about you guys, but I think that's good to wrap this one up. Uh, after that, yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> after we talk about Brock's uh nice big scrumptious Meatball, meatball sub, sub with yep. with extra meatballs. And now it's definitely toppings. time to wrap this one up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so of course we did. We definitely had a good time uh, at Brock's wedding. I think we can all agree to that. And yes, we're looking we we're looking forward to the next one, which will be Jared's. So our bachelor party is only like in two weeks. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and fun. we still need to get you in that group, Hayden. That's right. Yeah, yeah, you need to text really have no idea what's going on. Yeah, I need <laughs> yeah. Hayden to come so I don't feel as awkward. Hmm. Nah, you won't feel awkward. And that's the only it's, reason it's be why Hayden is coming, not because I like him. <laughs> wow. What? Huh? <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, um, just real quick, we didn't get into the call of action because we kind of jumped right into it. But, um, of course, if you're new, appreciate you guys listening. Um, if you want, please subscribe on any of our po- podcast platforms. So, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, whatever you listen to. If you enjoy it, Subscribe. You'll get notified anytime we have a new episode. Um, leave a review or a rating. That really helps us for like SEO for search engine optimization and trying to get us on the trending page so we can kind of open up to a to a broader audience. Uh, and definitely reach out to us on any of our social media at Vacant House PC with any sort of feedback topics. And our next episode is actually uh, our mailbag episode. So that's going to be a full, a full blown episode on all the different questions you guys have asked us so far, but continue to send us those questions because we're going to start incorporating that into each of our episodes as a a segment or is segment what you call it, Hayden? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like a segment kind of thing. Yeah. So every few episodes or maybe every episode, depending on how much we get, we'll answer a few of your questions and, and try to really, uh, engage with you guys as much as we can. So With that, this episode's a wrap. Thank you guys for listening, and have a great rest of your day. Keep your thoughts alive.